In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. He was 11 on his sheet, but we've been playing, <laughs> we've been playing as 12. Well, he was, he, was, he was 12 at the top, 11 in his hit dice. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and well, so we're just, he's 12 yeah, yeah. through and through. I, yeah, sorry for messing that up. No. And of course, now we have people like reviewing the game. I was, yeah. yeah, now I'm like, I hope I do this correctly because we <laughs> got be Mike like, from so-and-so. Excuse yeah. me. I, let me tell you, I have had some feedback since you've joined us, Jeremy. Oh, my goodness. You are a hit. Yeah. You're a huge hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah said, Jeremy just stepped in as though he's been playing the whole time and he's just amazing. Yeah. Oh, so Thanks, Sarah. Been, Appreciate that. Yeah. It's been uh, good to hear that. It's been interesting in, in previous games. I have played a lot of not talking characters. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what was the one guy's name? Your, your orc. <laughs> oh, Sklag? Yes. Yeah, Sklag was great. No, yeah, Sklag. And again, so much. not a talker, not a planner. No. He was one of my favorite For your awareness, yeah. I am considering returning to a Sunday game. That would be great. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Like okay. once a month. I would do a Sklag again. Now, yeah, I miss Sklag. Sklag was a fun character to play. Oh, and a, so much fun. And then I did the Tiefling before that, and that, and he yeah. was not much Nagev of a talker. Was, the monk was, was, was just a comedic character. I'm sorry, Jeremy, <laughs> He just never got You he never could got not roll that was anything those whenever dice. you played that, dude. I, I, I did you burn them? them in, Tell me you burned them. No, I, I have them in a bag. I just don't open a bag. It's my <laughs> you bag. give those to your enemy, right? It was Because you'd go, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a backhand and turn around with like a kick or whatever. And you rolled a one. <laughs> and Red would be like, and you broke your angle. <laughs> or something no, like it was, it was just no matter what happened, it was horrible. Your intent was cool, but your rolls just didn't it, do it. No, it never worked. <laughs> He's out. just over there freewheeling. <laughs> and it was He's off on the thing just jumping and flipping and like, <laughs> what's he oh, doing? It was bad. The dwarf character ended up being a, a talky character. Oh yeah. I was noisy mouse. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean it kind of came out of nowhere because I had to do something and he ended up becoming a, a cross between Friar Tuck and Craig Ferguson. <laughs> so that just how that worked out. Are you sure that this is not going to cause an issue? I that, positive. All right. I yep. just want to make sure that I'm not, set. I'm not trying to get ahead of anything. Nope, I'm not trying to just fine. Listen, throw wrenches in there. Red no. loves it. <laughs> I'm, well, I've been throwing wrenches in his, in his not at all. Plot. Not at all. Time. No, I remember this, this is one great. time. It was like early on. So it was like the first season. I did something and I could see it on his face. He's like, he's like, all right, just hold on just for a second. Uh, I don't really want to go in that direction. <laughs> but since then, though, he's been like, all right, you know what? You yeah. guys take me any direction. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Uh, it's been such a revelation to me. Um, I have learned patience, story patience in this. I have things that I would like to happen in the story and it'll happen when it happens. There was a couple of episodes where you were like, at the end, you're like, well, I did not plan for any of this to happen. I thought for sure you were going to be over here, but you guys went over here. So yeah. I didn't know what was going to go. Yeah. yeah the, I remember the, I think the, the, the big turning point was that one time, was it when Rebeck stole Peter's stone? Mm-hmm. And I think, who was it Peter or Bash who just took off off the, oh, jumped, was Bash, was Bash, jumped yeah. off the ship and started running after him. So we all ran after him. And that was like. I wanted you and, to be on that Rhett, ship. And, and, yeah, Rhett didn't tell us until afterward that that was not at all what he thought we were going to do. But and see, so that everything. Was a good episode. And they had a big showdown with, with the yeah. first of the Reavers yes. captains. And yes. that battle and everything else. Oh, I know. It was intense. As yeah. he was running away in the desert. And none and of that like, was planned. I'm like. And he's like, so. <laughs> That was a surprise. <laughs> we're like, oh, really? We thought that that was, you know. But you could see after the fact that he made it to where we lost. No matter what we were going to do, yeah, we would never we, we get the not, stone back. We were not we going to ne- catch up yeah, with them. Yeah. yeah. We were not going to catch and up. I'm like, that, that technically is cheating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's called railroading. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> As a DM, it must be very difficult. And this is, see, I, I think about DMing for a home game sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think about what that would look like. And so often... I don't know how you would balance yep. the the there there has to be a tension between railroading and sandboxing and how to find that magic balance between the two things cuz obviously you do have a story mm-hmm. that you are trying to get to but then again you've also got this you don't want to make it so that they don't have any choices whatsoever right, right. sandboxing feels paralyzing you know the the what's the paradox of choice when you have too Analysis, many choices paralysis yeah yeah, yeah right exactly uh, I could have every Caesar dressing in the world, but I don't know which one I want. You know, in the, in this case, uh, to to sand to openly sandbox something like that, 
that would be scary on one way, but it's no fun to be railroaded either. Right, right. And I think that's just a sign of comfort with the game itself. Once you realize, you know, it's going to happen. When it, that's why our story has been five years in the making because yeah. <laughs> we've opened and it up. And we're just just over halfway through. So as far as the five the years. Number, for like what a month? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, we've I'm been glad. at this for more than three months. I'm glad you appreciate the uh, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. the the game of indeterminate length. We have yeah. no clue. I've gone back it's and started. It's got to be listening. something like six months because he doesn't all. Not every time period in between things is specifically mentioned. Sometimes we're traveling and. Or he says, you spend a certain amount of time here. I'm just thinking, we cannot have gotten to all the places we've gotten to. Even with the airship, even with the portals, you know, there's just something about... I agree with you. I think we've been on this thing for three years. (laughs) At the very least. (laughs) There is no way it's been like just six months. I don't know. Yeah. Certainly more than a week. When When I did the home DM game with the family... I was paralyzed because I thought I needed to prepare for every contingency. Yeah. And so it was taking me a long time to read ahead uh-huh. of the storyline yeah. and then try to plan. And then at one time, at sometimes I'm like, you guys aren't going where I want you to go. And then I'm like, I don't know how to do this if you guys are going that way. So yeah, I, it He's was like, Rhett, help. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can you do this game? Like virtually? Well, like <laughs> That'd be fun. Call, call in. Phone it in. The more you do it, the more you learn. You know what? The players are just going to, no matter how much you prepare for something, Uh they're just going to do what they're going to do. And at some point, you just have to realize, I will prepare this. And if they do something else, we will make it work. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way it's worked out. It's been great. When you were in Hershey, did you get a Hershey bar? No. Why would I do that? (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I like good chocolate. (laughs) I, there are a couple of things I will I will be snobbish about, and, and I, I'm fine with it because I care. And chocolate is one of them? Chocolate is one of them. Coffee is one of them. Mm. He is a white chocolate aficionado. <laughs> no, white chocolate is not chocolate. No, exactly. White chocolate is like butter and sugar. Yes. I knew we do were I, brothers. Do I occasionally get Jesus. a little bit yeah. a little, Do I occasionally get a little bit of, of white chocolate in like a coffee or something for a sweetener? It, but I don't pretend like it's chocolate. Sometimes something is covered in white chocolate, but then covered in another and because it gives it extra sweet. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. it, but but I just know it's a sweetener. That's not chocolate. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, you know, the darker the better, generally. Uh, I mean, a the good... The darker the better. Right, I, <laughs> so, Lint makes this dark chocolate mm. with chili powder in it. Yeah. Yes. And it is one of my favorite chocolate so bars of all I, time. My favorite so far has been the Aztec Gold. Yeah. We had, a, we had a place near us. It was a little privately owned place called the Chocolate Spike in Christiansburg, Ooh. Virginia. Ooh. Within a walk. I mean, it was yeah. like down at the end that's of the street. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it, was yeah. a, it was a very dark, I forget the percentage, but it was a very dark chocolate uh-huh. with chili powder and orange peel. Yes. And yeah, it was just a that's wonderful legit. combination. It was, so, yeah. it was so yummy. Chili and orange and chocolate. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fantastic. I tried to turn you on to the history list, and you've refused, I think, because <laughs> you would get thee behind me, Satan. But I'm telling you, they were selling, and they're going to, they said, they had this um, a Valentine's Day chocolate thing, and it was a logo was a picture of Benjamin Franklin with like a kiss on his cheek in red, and it said, I love history. Uh-huh. But they were, it was um, dark chocolate with, with chili pepper and orange. Yum. And cinnamon. That yeah. sounds Ooh, great. That sounds and and it was good. And it, it was a limited time. I bought two of them. Uh-huh. And Where's before the I knew one? it, it was. A, oh no, they're gone. Oh. Obviously, oh. that was Valentine's Day, dude. Like, <laughs> it's been, oh. they done yeah. been gone. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, but so um, they they kept saying a review, a review, a review, and I'm like, it's sold out. So like, why do I want me to? So I I did it right. So I was sitting there with my tea. In my leather chair and the thing. So of I really did was grab it and I put it down and I took a picture and, and said the review. And, and it takes some time. They approve it. They approved it. Then later on that evening, the guy says, hey, uh, thank you for the review. I didn't pay attention to the picture that you took. But like you had everything set up. You had your <laughs> your uh, founding documents of America, which is that book I have. Yeah, of course. The it's stuff. always there. Yeah, yeah, it's always there. And then my teacup and then I had um, my chocolate, which I put on my little um, Mount Vernon yeah. yeah. Thing that we bought yeah, when we yeah, went yeah. out there. Yeah. On that. And he goes, it was such a nice setup. He goes, um, Can I use your picture? Yeah, and, and he goes, Can I use this for like yeah. like like Facebook Promo- or stuff? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. And he goes, uh, I'd, I'd like to get your you know, I read your review um about the chocolate. He goes, Would you be would you buy it again if it came out with it at Christmas? I said, I absolutely would buy it again. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, You have such nice china there. He goes, We're trying to look for a cup that we can sell with this hot chocolate that we want to sell at Christmas time. And I'm like, 
I said, I said, Lee, no you've opened up a can of worms. <laughs> so I was like, I bought these. These were from the cafe at uh, Brooks Brothers when uh-huh. they went out of business during oh, the wow. pandemic. It's these awesome round red colored um, like mugs with thing. Like and I'm mugs? like, and I bought these. I, and I was like, these were like thirty five bucks a piece, but I managed to snag up four for the family. I said it's perfect for hot chocolate. We use Godiva dark chocolate, hot chocolate, where we put the four scoops in there with whole milk and all this other stuff. And then, <laughs> and then he he's goes, like, he, I just he goes back. He's nice. like, that was very descriptive. He goes, he goes, those, those are awesome. Unfollow. Said, but while I was looking for these, yeah, exactly. While I was looking for these, and I went to replacements.com and showed him these mugs that I was looking at before that time. And I gave it to him, and he goes, "This is a lot of information. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna try." It. And I'm like, "I told you, dude. I told you." Before we get going with the actual recording, I wanted to go over briefly from the player's handbook actions that are possible in combat. So these are actions. You can attack, which everyone is familiar with. Mm. You can cast a spell. Generally, they are actions as opposed to bonus, bonus actions. There are a few bonus actions and some reactions, but uh, you can cast a spell. You can dash. You can choose to mm-hmm. replace your action with an additional movement to basically double your movement for the round. You can disengage, and I don't know that we remember this. So I'm this, always afraid that it's an opportunity for them to hit me with disengage. So here's the thing. If you take the disengage action, your movement does not provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. So you're giving up your action to basically bat away attacks against you. So is it like a difference between you're turning your back and running versus you're kind it's of It's a fighting, fighting, fighting withdrawal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So okay, well, that's good because that's why I never do it. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to get hit. Yeah, then they're just going to, everyone gets a chance to Because you'll take me. advantage of that opportunity, no mister. No joke, you will. He's like, I don't know why you guys aren't choosing to do this. I just want to remind you because that you Because I don't want to get stabbed in the head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you have 37 points of damage. <laughs> it's like, what the... You can choose to dodge. When you take the dodge action, you focus entirely on avoiding attacks. Until the start of your next turn, any attack roll made against you has disadvantage if you can see the attacker and you make dexterity saving throws with advantage. Okay, because I was going to ask, how does that work when they haven't attacked you yet? You see what I'm saying? Until the start of your next turn, any attack roll made against you has disadvantage if you can see the attacker and you make dexterity saving throws with advantage. That might not be too bad. Well, that depends on when you are in the the thing. Because if you are super high on the list... Yeah, uh, that's to your advantage. Yeah, because you can say, I'm going to dodge this turn. Well, it it says until the start of your next turn. So it wraps around. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah. But if you are lower down in the in the list, they will have a, 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 an Until you get a chance to take that yeah, dodge. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, the sooner you are able to take that, the better, which would be great if you're low on hit points and mm. you just want to basically turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's the way to <laughs> do it. We, we've been there a couple times. <laughs> a little bit. Turtle, turtle. Yeah, not as yeah. often. <laughs> turtle, yes. turtle. I used that not too long ago. Uh, you lose this benefit if you are incapacitated or if your speed drops to zero for whatever reason. You can choose to help. You can lend your aid to another creature in the completion of a task. Uh, basically, when you take the help action, you're giving up your action to give someone else advantage on the next ability check it makes to perform the task you're helping with. Oh my goodness, we could I have know. used that a couple, a few times. Now, you, we have used it a few times. I've given it to you. Oh, okay. Where I say, okay, uh, you're doing that, so Meredith, you make your role with yeah, advantage. Yeah, there have been times when he said, okay, so if you are going to, like, um, just in this last episode that's coming out on Monday, when when we are trying to find our way back to the apartment, and we both rolled terribly, yeah. or whatever, well, I had rolled terribly, and so then you bumped into me, and you said something like, okay, now he can try a, a check with advantage or whatever. Okay. Yeah, now you ended up rolling two sixes, yeah. so it didn't help, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but because, because she you're was together helping now. you. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're thinking together, and yeah. so you were able I was to... thinking more like when we were fighting somebody, and like Tira was sort of like a little bit further away. Now, this isn't about combat. I mean, you can give up if somebody's trying to do something. Like if, if Tira's trying to wrench open a door, and you say, I'm going to help her, you give up your action to go help her, and then with advantage. Okay, so I can't, like, let's say she's first and I'm second on an enemy, and she misses. I can't give up to give give up my turn to give her another one? No, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. this, this is not about attacking. I see. Okay, okay. It's but not it like you're taking dirty. your hand and guiding the sword. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or could it be if I, because I have the ability to imbue her weapon with psionic energy during that, the That would battle? be on your that, turn. That's its own thing, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I'm already using my turn. Correct. Right, okay. and then, yeah, and then that way on my next turn. All right, turn, well, then I'm never using help because yeah, I don't really that. find a better yeah, <laughs> I, I will say I don't know that I've ever seen it used in combat 
I yeah, typically see it everyone's out of combat. fighting. No one's fighting while someone else is trying to open a door. Right. But if oh, if, if we were to do something out. like mm-hmm. that, you could give up your action mm-hmm. that round. And pass you like a 50 or something. And then, or like maybe $100. I mean, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The, <laughs> look, look or pass you 50. He's like, <laughs> keep <laughs> <Okay>. going. <laughs> keep going. The help action comes with a uh, with a little palm grease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can choose to hide, which Jeremy, I think, yeah, he Dimitri did that too. will want to Great do. Great effect. When you take the hide action, you make a dex stealth check in an attempt to hide following the rules in Chapter 7. If you succeed, you gain certain benefits as described in the Unseen Attackers and Targets section later. So that's good that you actually mentioned that because when he talked about doing that during the, the market battle, mm-hmm. I assume that was a feature of his character because yeah. he was doing like disguising stuff he's like so i'm going to hide like it was an official thing i know that was a but see like but character wise you would never hide well my character can hide as a bonus action mm-hmm. and that yeah. makes it a little bit different it takes your whole action to correct. hide yeah. correct oh okay. so that's the only way in which is kind of a feature of yours yeah, yeah it's like an extra hit, thing you can do i can hit them and then and hide. then hide yeah. got it uh, and then ready. Sometimes you want to get the jump on a foe or wait for a particular circumstance before you act. To do so, you can take the ready action on your turn, which lets you act using your reaction before the start of your next turn. I remember Catherine doing that sometimes. She's like, I'm going to ready this, my whip. I'm going to like get, uh, like okay. before my next turn or whatever, I'm going to get this thing ready. First, you decide what perceivable circumstance will trigger your reaction. And so it helps to be specific. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll ask you to be specific if you choose to do this. Then you choose the action you will take in response to that trigger. So as soon as somebody runs through this door, I'm going to swing. That, that's, yeah. that's your trigger and your response. I can remember Catherine doing that once mm. or twice. Uh, or you choose to move up to your speed in response to it. So you don't have to be in place to do it. You can say, if this happens, I'm going to run to the door and then attack. So you can move in conjunction with this ready action. You're mm-hmm. basically holding off doing anything so that when it happens, you're ready to do something. I'm, I'm finding it difficult to understand the benefit of it still. Uh, does that happen uh, not like, okay, so you, you specify a trigger. So if that trigger happens on a foe's turn, then do you me- immediately go or do, does it, it doesn't wait until your turn, basically? Correct. So I've oh. ready, I gave up my turn to ready an action. You're basically so then moving is, in the initiative to mm-hmm. act if something happens. Okay. So right. if you've set a trap or something, it springs and then you jump into action with whatever. Yeah, whether it's your turn or not. But knowing our DM, he realizes what we're going to do and then he that he'll, that, he'll that, avoid, that, he'll avoid that trigger. Yeah, yeah, that guy's a okay. jerk. <laughs> You're using your handsome voice today. <laughs> Please don't use your handsome voice. <laughs> I can't resist it. <laughs> All right, Dieter. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a Dieter heavy episode. <laughs> Uh, when the trigger occurs, you can either take your reaction right after the trigger finishes or ignore the trigger. Remember, you can take only one reaction per round. When you ready a spell, you cast it as normal but hold its energy. So you you basically say, I'm going to cast Fireball, but I'm going to go through all the motions, and then it's basically hovering there mm-hmm. until you choose to release it with the trigger. So you can basically pre-cast, and then when the thing happens, you don't have to waste time around yeah. finishing the spell. Okay. You've already done all, everything necessary, and then wham, that's when it happens. <laughs> you can search. When you take the search action, you devote your attention to finding something. Searching would take your action. And then you, you provide the benefits of whatever we searched. In other words, you know, do I have to roll? and? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so either a wisdom perception or intelligence investigation check. We'll make that determination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Depending on what it is. Yeah. And then the final thing listed here is use an object. You normally interact with an object while doing something else, such as when you draw a sword, as part of an attack. Uh, when an object requires your action for its use, you take the use an object action. So some, for the most part, if you're going to switch weapons, the way I, I rule it is if you're going to stow mm-hmm. your first weapon and then draw your second That's one, an action. that will be your full action yeah, for the yeah. round. If you just drop the one and pull out your second, that's mm-hmm. that's like a bonus action. Yeah, and that came into play with Catherine a lot too because she would want to stow her, like get rid of her whip and then take out her Axis. whatever axe yeah. or whatever it was. It's all about the carry you take. Mm-hmm. If you just, I, I want mm-hmm. to attack this round, so. Yeah, which uh, then of course you, then you have to remember to pick that thing back up later. The only other thing that I'm going to remind us of is it's not listed here, but basically if something that you're doing feels like it would take the full six seconds that will also cut. So if you're holding a conversation with mm-hmm. somebody or trying to talk somebody or distract someone or whatever, mm-hmm. more than a sentence or two mm-hmm. is going to basically constitute your, your action. Yeah, exactly. 
And um, this is elementary, I understand, but I need to be reminded, so I apologize. So we get an action. Mm-hmm. One, you, you can have multiple bonus actions. It's an action, a bonus action, only one. Correct. And a reaction. You have a reaction available to you. Available yes. to you. And are, that's the only three? Movement. Is, is, is there a pre-action? Is there yeah, a the, first, first, firsties? The, the pre-rents cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's only those three options. Those three options. Okay. And I can't, and you can use all three at, at, it is possible. It is possible to do that. Okay. The reaction is generally trigger based. That's true. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. And so that is if somebody moves out of your zone of, mm-hmm. of reach of their own accord, if they're thrown out of your zone of reach, uh, you can't get an attack of opportunity against that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we need to, we need to be hearing those words. We need to be listening for like, they're, they're going to move away. Yes. I have, I have an opportunity to hit them. Mm-hmm. Unless I say that they take the disengage action. Mm-hmm. Okay. In okay. which case then they are covering their retreat. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that all makes sense. Can you beat the, 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 the can you beat it though? Is, is there a way to beat their disengage action? In other words, do we roll? And if I roll a nat 20, I can still hit them. Or is that not even an option? No, I, uh, there may be a spell or something somewhere that allows okay. that sort of thing okay. or a feat that allows that sort of thing, but I'm not aware of anything outright. Okay. A disengage action is always a safe disengage. It's a disengaging. Apparently so. Okay. Again, you're sacrificing your ability to do anything. Sure, but that, I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. And it's only until the next round. Right, but, so if, I, but if I disengage again and then again and then again, yeah. I mean, eventually I'll be. I'm not going to be hit. I mean, I'm just going to be moving further back or whatever, yeah. and then I'm out of range. So and not necessarily backward either. You could go forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So just just as a reminder to make sure that we are better aware of the mm-hmm. things available to us. That's on page 192 in the w- player's handbook. Wamberbash is going to change his middle name to Wamberbash Disengage Benson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add that to the wiki. No, no, no. (laughs) Disengage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are we ready? Yes. I suppose. Let's continue our ongoing story. I am Rhett, the dungeon master for this fifth edition D&D adventure. And with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Bensonmum. Jeremy as Dimitri Langenbeev. Who is ready to tell a story? I am. Me. Absolutely. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. Uh, By the end of the three-hour period, you've made an appreciable difference in the state of the market. The worst of the mess has been cleaned out, and really it's not quite as bad as it looked. Again, it was a straight line mm-hmm. damage, and yeah. five stalls were taken out in this explosion in the fiery end of the fight. So what brings you to my marketplace today? The outside group that seemed to have some influence, they're not looking to establish a base of power here, but they do have an agenda. I, just as a caution, one of the things that uh, caused a problem is the Karapos family really were pushing a very pro-slavery agenda. Of course. And this grouping from out of town having slightly different values, it became a clash. I just want to let you know ahead of time that while this powerful group isn't looking to do anything major in the area... Are you coming here to threaten me? I take the rod out, put it down on the ground, and I put my forehead on the top of it, and the kids are giggling and laughing, and so I hand it to one of the kids, and they take it, and they do the same thing, and they're twirling around or whatever, and when they stop, they're like stumbling all over the place, everybody's giggling. The little six-year-old um, stands there, and he's kind of just giggling, but he's not really participating, mm-hmm. he's just standing off to the side. Get warming up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so finally, he walks over and extends his hand, and so I reach down to give him the, the rod. The moment he touches and grips the rod, we disappear from that spot. The fact that they fight for equality means that they're not like one of the local crime families. They're actually interested in everybody having a chance, which makes for great possibilities. So hopefully this will be a completely different situation in the future. These freedom fighters have come to town. He's filling us up as a crime family. (laughs) (laughs) So we find Dimitri sleeping in one of his Rather shabby, but safe places. Wamberbash sprawled on the bed, snoring, drooling. Tira next to him, nudging him when he's getting exceptionally annoying. Mm -hmm. 
Thump, also dozing at the window, sitting in a comfortable chair and gazing out when he is awake. As he sits by the window, Tira, your nose tickles a moment. It, it's increasing in intensity, but there's a skunk smell, and then it curls at the end with a bit of perfume. You are in the room, all of you. You are in the apartment. Oh, the apartment. I'm and like, that's where we're going to oh. end this episode. <laughs> I was like, wait, did we just fight our way through to something? We're, nope. You're in the room. Wait. You are all relaxing in various ways. Mm-hmm. Remember, Thump is sitting at a chair in the window. Oh, yeah, Dimitri is not in. Okay. You, you are actually resting in one of your uh, hidey, hidey holes. holes in the city. So you're outside the apartment. However, Tira, Bash, and Thump are in the apartment. So why don't we start with the three of you? Mm-hmm. Tira? You are catching up on how to toast your delts for massive results. <laughs> so I've got 12 hours so far on this book. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to fit in another 36 hours <laughs> over the course of this adventure. It's really unusual for me to have nothing else to do for that long. I'm going to say it's 11 o'clock right now. Okay. 11 p.m.? 11 p.m. Well, oh, that's right, because we have that it, meeting with at right. midnight. And Well, I had... Agreed to be able to mm-hmm. meet up with them. Correct. In, in not, not too far in the future then. Okay. Let me, let me back up then. Did you have a certain time that you wanted to be with them? And we'll, we'll just advance to that point. Because we had to move over there. I plan on coming uh, a little bit before. Um, so closer to 10 maybe? No. No, closer to like 1130. So we can oh, okay. We'll say 11 then. Okay. And uh, Womberbash, I guess you're still sleeping. That's where we left you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I am about to wake. Because I'm hungry. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I did note at the end of the last episode that, uh, or did I, about that noticing the, the, the scent that Thump was giving mm-hmm. off. Yeah, he was giving Skunk it off. Skunk with perfume. Yeah. A skunky smell, and then it ended with a little curl. A curl of, of perfume. Perfume. Um, As Thump is in the chair, basically mm-hmm. staring out the window and drowsing. Okay. Pondering. Was that skirfume then? Or? Skirfume. <laughs> it's giving off a skirfume smell. Yes. And Michael, you posited, which was accurate, that that is his smell for Dimitri. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Tira's not going to have any reason to look up from the book until, I guess, Dimitri walks okay. back in the room. Well, then you move on to that satisfying crunch, ripping into the most impressive abs. Mm. <clears throat> Do we have any food here? Uh, look in the cabinet over there. I love that's what you lead with. <laughs> There's nothing in here. It's true. Uh, there are. There's no food here. Everywhere. It's just a bunch of things to make food. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What's what's going on? We're we're waiting for Dimitri to come back. Shh. Why wait? Hit the gym today for quick results. Oh, I'd love to. I wonder if there's a gym in this city. Hmm. Have to look while we're in town. It what is based on ancient Greece. What are you reading? <laughs> what is that book? Only the most fascinating book I've ever laid eyes on. Ugh. She turns it around. You're only as big as your recovery timetable allows. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as opposed to some of the books you've taken on with pictures of ants and bugs? I mean, animals are fascinating. So is the... I was going to say human body. I'm not human. Wow. So are my glutes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it says animals. I'm a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Listen, Bash, I don't have time to look for food for you right now. Just, just figure it out. Look All in right, your pack. I think, I think I'm going to go outside and look for some food. No, don't leave. Dimitri will be back any minute. We've got something to do. I, just just sit still. The smell of cooking food does walk <sighs> in through the window. I'm like, I just, I won't go far. I'll just go outside real quick. Hold on. Whatever. She doesn't have time to waste on yeah. him with that. Thump has stood up and he's resting his hands on the windowsill as he leans out the window a little bit but he is sniffing the air also, hopefully. Dimitri, you are wandering up the street. I would say wandering is probably not the right word. You are moving up the street purposefully. Has Bash come out of the apartment? Yes, he just steps out onto the stoop as oh, you come... Hey, get back in. Go, 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 go. We'll get... Hey, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm come on. Trying to find get, yeah, that's fine. Get, we don't need to be seen right now. Make sure we go inside. <laughs> if I had known you were going to be hungry, I would have brought something. Perhaps after tonight, hey, uh, uh, Mister. Uh, she's upstairs. I'm upstairs. Oh, yeah, she's upstairs. upstairs. Okay, well, yeah, let's walk upstairs, upstairs then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister. Uh, Thump. Thump stands there with his arms folded, 
There is a weird skunky smell in the room. <laughs> Scurfina. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know we rolled like that around here. <laughs> we have a meeting tonight. Uh, it is not a, a a good one. It's it's a it's a bad one. Is the there food? Ter- is there food there? There could be food there. We're going to where um, we're going to uh, to the inn. The innkeeper's name Mariam. Mariam, who has been wonderful, she's uh, uh, hosting someone with whom we are to meet this evening. The uh, the smell in the room changes from skunky to a perfumey slash. Um, Vinegary smell. Hold on just a second. Perfume. I, I think vinegar is distress or something like that. Yeah, vinegar. Yeah, nervousness. Yeah. We created a, a, a bit of a power vacuum in town, and there is a, uh, a new group who has stepped into that vacuum. There good, are good and bad parts of this. The Caligari family, uh, the Caligari... Caligalis. Caligalis family has come up, and Papa Nico would like to meet with you. Uh, he doesn't know who you are, but with the the swift exit of the Caropolis family, he is hoping to put a footprint into uh, the market district. Tira, I don't understand what he's saying. Let me break it down. I'll, I'll use small words. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> people who want to be powerful in town want to meet with you because they think you are very powerful. I don't want to fight anyone again. We, hopefully, we won't have to. One quick pause. How do you appear, Dimitri? Oh, yeah. Uh, Dimitri actually appears in exactly the same way as he always does. So the, the handsome You're man. You're in the Dimitri in, look. In now, the, yes. Recall quickly that you've made a stop at a rag store prior to coming here, and so you have a bundle of cloth under your arm also. Absolutely. We are going to uh, hopefully meet with this Papa Nico. Papa Nico doesn't matter. Papa Nico is stupid. Papa Nico only needs to believe that you are very powerful. But why? Like, we don't even live here. So that he will leave you alone. They're not... We're here. We're hiding. They're not bothering us. Uh, they will. You walk around with big guy over here, and you treat him the way that you always do. You're going to cause some ripples. Because he's my friend. Yeah, well, why they is don't the way we see... treat them the problem? Have you met anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zing. And Tira goes into rage. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitri flies out the window. <laughs> I, I mean, is is Thump coming with us, or Thump is absolutely going to come with us. I think it would be best served for Thump to be thought of as quite dangerous. There is a heavy green meadow smell in the air. Ooh, he's like, yes, going outside. Wow. His I arms did. have unfolded, and he's, he's got his hands clenched down at his side, and he's leaning forward. I did not anticipate that. I know. Fact. I thought he was going to be like... His mm. eyes are glowing. Mm. Having to hide Thump is not good for the entirety of this city. Having Thump be accepted by someone who seems powerful can possibly change the face of things the way that they occur here in this city permanently. Now, the Caligalis family doesn't know anything about you. The Caligalis family doesn't know who you are. The only thing they know for sure is that people speak about you in the same breath as they do a summaries. If Papa Nico ends up becoming afraid of you, most specifically Thump, that allows for you to move about town without having to worry about whether his thugs are going to come down on you. And by engaging in a little bit of non-competition agreement with Papa Nico, that will, of course, make it easier for uh, you to have success while you're in town. Tira, are you okay with all this? So Tira has been listening very intently. She th- this conversation did actually get her to put the book down, especially hearing his thoughts on Thump and the, his plan for how to bring Thump out into the open and in what manner we're presenting him, kind of portraying our relationship with him and and his character in general. So she's been listening real 
real closely and watching his face, watching Dimitri's face. A lot of the citizens already re- respect you for removing the Karopoulos family. The Caligalis family is going to be here for as long as they can, even after you go. The only thing I want them to do is leave you alone. And then once we're gone, then what? Oh, see, uh, that's for me to worry about. You don't need to worry about that at all. I'll make sure that they stay. Uh, Have you found uh, a Simmeries yet? I, you know a Simmeries more than I do. <laughs> it's like, I haven't even been looking for him. <laughs> he has had plenty of other things to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I would say that you have heard snatches of comments. You, you have feelers out all the time. Absolutely. And sources say that he is varying from place to place. He's doing something of a homecoming tour in this area, and not even just within Karavi. Well, he's all over the place. Uh, wildly popular. His, uh, his social schedule, full right now. <laughs> so no then. <laughs> <laughs> when we find him, we'll get a big old dinner with him. The important thing for you all <laughs> this evening <laughs> is to make sure Papa Nico is afraid of you enough so that he thinks it's in his best interest. We're not going to have to fight though, right? To make sure it's in his best interest to not want to fight you. Tira's watching Dimitri's face with narrowed eyes through all this and then turns to Bash. I think we'd better defer to Dimitri's judgment on this. I feel like we've walked into a situation we weren't expecting and like it or not. Same here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know the feeling. Like it or not. Dimitri knows this place, and we don't. And if it'll help improve things for people like Thump, then I think it's worth the deception. Well, when are we going? I, I, I want to get some food. Can we get some food on the way there, at least? He wants to meet us at midnight. How about this? If we scare him well enough, we'll get some food after. Okay. You don't have anything in your pack? Like you have zero I food? I have nothing. I mean, I've got spices, but I just don't You probably eat shouldn't eat those. Coriander <laughs> by itself. <laughs> if we can find something on the way, it's easy to get. We'll talk about that then. But we do have a midnight meeting with Papa Nico, so I think that maybe we should be on our way. And I absolutely would love Thump to walk in first. Okay. Again, he is standing tall, and he is gl- he's staring at each of you in mm-hmm. turn, eyes locked. Tira looks uh, locked as with Dimitri. We'll do it your way, but you better not be leading us into a trap. I've got these neat costumes. I want you to see what you can do about putting these things on. We're costumes? Costumes. They match. They are going to look like... You want to look like a team here? You are going... Oh, team! <laughs> they are bedazzled. I put a lot of work into these. <laughs> I want you to make sure you put these on. Uh, We are representatives this evening from a foreign gang power. What have you been telling people about us? (laughs) Just enough. But you're going to have to have a little deeper voice and you're going to have to cut your hair. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I think this will fit you perfectly well. What is Thump's uh, Isn't he like seven foot? I know. know, He's huge. (laughs) You're asking what he's wearing? It's more of a concession to the appearance of modesty. He has a pair of breeches that reach down to about his knees and a shirt that goes down to about his elbows. It's sized correctly for him, but the, the clothing length is not great. Since he needed custom tailoring for the other cloak, for the other cloak that we took from him um, to, to get it worked on, um, was Dimitri able to secure something that would fit him well enough? Yeah, that matches the other two. Yeah. Man, it would have been dope if he could actually worn that, yeah, that thing. Yeah, it's still being worked on, though. But it stinks. My mistake. He also wears scale mail. Okay. And that's oh. what provides him, in addition to the toughness of his Actual crystalline scales. skin. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to put this right next to you there, sir. And uh, you can go ahead and get dressed. And, we're, and you guys are all going to match. The, the important thing is that you look like you are from out of town and you look like you belong together. We definitely look more from out of town. Thump holds up a finger, and he gets a squinty look on his face. He's trying to smile. (laughs) (laughs) 
but he looks like he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he grabs the clothes and he goes over, pulls out a needle kit from somewhere, and he starts doing some stuff. Oh, grief. Well, I will uh, be on the stoop out front when you guys are ready to come out. I'll, I'll make sure. I'm going to go keep a lookout. So when you guys are ready to go, we'll be ready to go. All right. All right. Any preparations you want to make? It is now about 11.15. Mm. Can they go over our, our existing outfits or are we exchanging them for our existing outfits? In yeah, other words, are, are they oh, just tunics or is it like a whole stuff? outfit? They're just, they're just tunics. Oh, okay. They're okay. kind of okay. like, oh, right. oh, okay. Oh, okay, good. They are large enough to fit over stuff, mm-hmm. although we can make it fit however you want to wear it. How do they look? What, what, yeah, what are the colors? What's, what's, what's our me? uniform, Dimitri? I'll have Dimitri. They those. are they are uh, mostly maroon with uh, a royal blue uh, star pattern. Because of the maroon and the royal blue are are one of those that kind of mess with your eyes a little bit. They are obviously kind of a dazzling uh, look. Uh, they also, on occasion, will have small, um, like on the shoulders, they've got little yellow stars on the shoulders. So it's a it's a maroon is there a sash with the tunic or is it just like flowing down so to speak um not like a like not like a across the shoulder sash like no a, a belt, belt, belt sash. yeah belt, belt okay. sash yes okay. absolutely because it because it's going to go over things it's going to make closer okay. okay well let's it is this. a little bit of a ridiculous decision but yeah. for so, it does have like a flared shoulders almost like it's got mm-hmm. like like shoulder pads mm-hmm. or, it's the power thing the power yeah no yeah. not not quite 80s <laughs> not, not, not not quite the, the 80s Tira the looking 80s. at the shoulder pads and she's like <laughs> so bash is going to put the sash on but then he put his utility leather belt over top gotcha with the stuff that i normally keep uh-huh. hanging yeah, off of it right so it's sort of okay um yeah tira sashes it now that she's got her fancy axe back, going to have that, I guess, holstered or whatever. Thump has done a quick embroidery on each of the three tunics. Ooh. What has he done? Mine's a poo symbol. Stop uh, it. Yours is a... It's a poo <laughs> emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers one, two, and three. I don't know. What, what did he do? It was your idea, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a golden claw. Oh. So it's like a, an eagle's claw that's been spread out. Okay. And it's just... It's, it's a stylized icon basically of of a claw on the front or back on the front over over your left where, where your left breast pocket would be mm-hmm. and uh we watched um we watched uh big trouble in little china mm-hmm. recently zave and i and at the end of, like the the, 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 the allies go to each other <laughs> like like they, they fight and they look at each other and they do this so we're gonna do that too but we're gonna do like a claw we're gonna look at each other like it's gonna be our gang sign Ka-caw, <laughs> <Yeah. Ka-caw. laughs> up here up here look up here look up here <laughs> <Ka-caw>, jason <laughs> <laughs> what are you, an infant? <laughs> we <Yeah>. got these. <laughs> We're just mixing all the movies. Yeah. Does the rolling help? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. We have to have the reference. Yeah. Okay. Tunics ready mm-hmm. and donned. Uh, any other preparations you want to make before you head down? All right. You clump down the stairs. Make your way out, Dimitri. You hear them coming well before they get there. I'm in the back. So it, it, when we enter, eventually, it's you, Thump, Tira. Then Tira, and I'm in the back. And actually, Thump is the first one out the door. He swings the door open, and he just steps out, and he stands on the stoop with his hands mm. on his hips. And He, is he had to duck down, right? Did, and then absolutely. he's just standing straight up. Like, hey, can we make it to where he's sort of a little hunched most of the time, but now he's standing up straight, and then we even notice that, like, yeah. man, dude is tall. Yeah, he looks taller than his six foot eight. This is perfect. Uh, if you will follow me, we're going to make our way to the inn and have our evening meeting. The star-spangled sky is stretched out above you. Dark blue with little pricks of silver. But it is a pleasant evening with a gentle breeze that feels delicious against your skin. Especially after being in the close confines of the apartment for hours on end. And Thump is just eating this up. He is walking shoulder to shoulder, well, side by side, yeah. with you, Dimitri. We're going to wind our way uh, the best way we can. We're not taking the most obvious ways, but we're not going to go into any alleys that are too narrow for the sure. Thump's shoulders. Sure. There are a few places where there is a buzz of activity going on inside. Any food carts along the way? It's midnight. <laughs> you need to stop I don't it. care. There are a few places we pass by some taverns with uh, a bit of a kind of busyness going on. Dimitri seems like he is intentionally 
choosing places when we walk across any boards it will be made known a lot there's some eyeballs kind of sticking out some windows kind of following us yeah, through you see this. the occasional head pop out um, yeah they look like they want to say something and then when they see thump especially they withdraw slowly into the building so we are going to make our way toward uh, the inn one of the things that dimitri is also trying to pay attention to is as we approach the alley that will lead us toward the back of the inn. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Papa Nico's not gonna meet on the front porch. Papa Nico's gonna be on the back porch. Uh, behind the inn, there is a slightly raised dais, for, you know, kind of like for outdoor eating. They would have some, uh, a couple of coverings, kind of like umbrellas. It the has back. the added benefit of being basically on a cliff, small cliff, but about a 10 foot height above the water. So okay. it's basically directly overlooking the lapping waves. Well, Papa Nico, has a flair for the uh he's dramatic. got a, a flair for the dramatic exactly so him meeting on the back porch the inn above the cliff is so he it, can toss us over when he's done with us <laughs> that depends on uh, depends yeah. on what he feels like he can get away with mm-hmm. um but if he feels like he could yeah that's not above that's not above him whatsoever uh dimitri's gonna be paying attention to see how many caligalis uh, uh guys are near the alley as we approach the back door of the inn. Okay. If you will roll me a perception check, please. Oh, oh it's well over 20. You definitely spot at least three Caligalis men standing guard as okay. lookouts. Okay, so at the front of the alley? At the front of the alley, but also one on the patio itself. Okay. Another out on the corner of the inn. Okay. Uh, anybody standing next to Papa Nico? Papa Nico is sitting at a table by himself. (laughs) But as you approach, Lunk comes lumbering out of the inn with his arm draped around Mariam, who looks a little intimidated. You remember it was the the four people that were with Papa Nico in the market last time? (laughs) One of them was a big guy, Mm -hmm. Lunk. Okay. And then the three Nikos. Okay, (laughs) right. The three Nikos. So so Lunk and the three Nikos are here. Okay. Man. How, how close are we to them? Are we, are we still approaching? We're not like right there, are we? You are approaching. Dimitri holds out his arms just a little bit, flares uh-huh. them out to basically tell you to hold up. He slows your pace yeah. as he does his quick scan of the uh-huh. situation. So Lunk has his arm around Mariam? Yes. And she does not look happy. No, no, she does not. Okay. Can I whisper to him without them hearing me? Are, yeah. we, that, are we too close to You're them? You're far or? enough away that a whisper will not carry. Dimitri, this doesn't look right. It doesn't look right at all. As we exit the alley on toward the porch, mm-hmm. a long time ago, uh, Dimitri learned he was able to do a couple of things that were, well, they were weird. He could kind of blow under his breath a little bit toward a candle or toward candles, and they would flame up a little bit. So as Thump... And Dimitri step out. Dimitri is going to step aside a little bit and let Thump kind of take. He steps right out. Steps right out. And when he does that, all of the candles raise up a little bit and get a little bit more fiery. And some of them start to spark. Nice. He walks out and he is widening the gap between you and him. Tira is really tense. One moment, let me do something. Ooh, my danger sense. That's generally against effects you can see. Mm. That's true. You're not seeing anything. Mm-hmm. You certainly feel tension in the air, mm-hmm. but that's a factor of something else. Can Tira do a perception check as she sweeps the... Sure. And see what she sees? Yeah. What was your total perception? A 14, and then added what? Oh, I added eight. That's not well over 20. 22. He's like, it's well over 20. Sorry, 22. Yeah, Yeah. okay, so go ahead and roll. If you beat a 22, then... Mm, I'll see see. more than what he did. Perhaps. Well, that's not likely unless I roll a 20, but we'll see. Oh, okay, well, basically, I can't beat it. I can only match it. Okay. So there's no point in that. Probably not. At the very best, I would see everything he saw, so never mind. Now, since he's not... Well, I guess he did give you a very skeletal description of what Mm -hmm. what he saw. Mm -hmm. Wamberbash, what are you doing as Thump heads out? So Wamberbash is not an idiot. Mm-hmm, sure. 
So he is attempting to look confident. Um, I am not like kind of hunched over, even though I am extremely uncomfortable <laughs> and I don't want to be here and I'm hungry. Um, I did get the gist of what's going on to a certain degree. I don't know whose names or what. I don't know who wants what power, but I do know what we're attempting to do. So I straighten up my shoulders, look back, and I have a serious, maybe mean look on my face. Very nice. Tira, what are you doing? She's walking as tall as she can, obviously. She's not... She's more trying to look broad than... Tall. Yeah, Wait, so, but you are flare. broad. <laughs> <laughs> the shoulder flare helps with that. Exactly. The shoulder flares are actually less than my actual shoulders, but no, that, that would look ridiculous. She might be trying to imperceptibly have her hand on her axe. I know she, she heard Dimitri say they're going to try not to fight. And certainly she is not in a big hurry to get into another fight and cause another big scuffle. But seeing Lunk come out, steering Mariam around, and seeing the discomfort on her face already has Tira on edge. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she's just surveying the scene. Are you going also? Are you following Bass? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm continuing in the line like okay. we were. Right. She hasn't stopped her or broken ranks or okay. anything. And Dimitri, are you following them or are you staying back? I'm going to walk kind of slightly behind but next to uh, Thump. Okay. Papa Nico, it is wonderful. Stop right there. He nods with his head to two of the men that are standing lookout. They come over and they, they say something in Kasarin and hold out their hands. Weapons, put them. And then they point at a table that is well away from where Papa Nico is sitting. Okay, so I put my panabas down and my... Uh dagger and um <laughs> he's like in the tv yeah show yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, pulling it out of his shoes and okay here we go getting everything off tira only brought the axe okay i do have the rod of security though underneath my tunic on my back behind my it's in between my shoulder blades nasty nasty leather tunic and the thing well they pat you down and when they come across that mm. they point to the table okay i put the rod of security down same. I guess she's going to have to put her axe down. And let's not forget you. What is that doing here? Is he pointing at Thump? He's looking mm. pointedly at Thump. I'm glad that we were able to have this conversation. I want to introduce you to the, uh, the emissaries of the Shackle Biters. I do not talk in the presence of slaves. Hey. The shack- Don't talk about my friend like that. The Shacklebreakers are a group who have dedicated themselves to removing... Get out of here. We're not going anywhere. You are not. He is. Go. Be gone. Oh, no. <laughs> We're in trouble. <laughs> and take the slave with you. No. He stays. Thump walks over and he loons over Papa Nico. And of course, the, the lookouts move in. Thump puts his hand down on the table and it creaks under his weight and it actually tilts a little bit. And you can see Papa Nico blanch as he does that. What are you going to do? My friend stays. I think we should maybe walk up and flank. So we're standing two, two, yeah, there is <laughs> three, a, three across and we're just going to stare him down. There's a strong raw meat smell in the air. Oh, that's a new one. Hang on. I My think. friend Demi stays as well. Who's Demi? Oh, Dimitri. Oh. <laughs> raw meat. Oh, that's a new one. Okay, hang on. The goon leading you away stops uncertain, and because Papa Nico hasn't said anything, like, keep going or whatever, he, he's just frozen, looking concerned at the developing situation. Lunk, meanwhile, has taken a few steps back and dragged Mariam with him to put some standoff distance between you. We were told we were going to have a conversation and a meal. Are you, are you, are you, are you making, <laughs> hey, look. I was told there would be food at this hey, meeting. I, I, I'm still water bash, y'all. <laughs> hey, no, that's, that's awesome. I love, I love assertive bash because I'm tired of always having to be the one to take control. Do it. Are you trying to say that we can't have a conversation? I'm not saying that. I am saying it will be under my terms. 
You know what? I think we just call this quits. This is ridiculous. You're not going anywhere. And you're going to stop Watch us? Me. And you're going to stop us? Back over his shoulder. I don't need to stop you. And Lunk tightens his arm around Marion's shoulders. <laughs> Can I do a uh, a mind thrust on on the guy holding Marion? Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, the guy has to succeed on. Well, let me just read it. Okay. Can I? What's the ready thing? Can I do the ready thing? Yeah. Okay, so I my... Mean, we're, we're not in initiative order, Oh, okay, so. okay never mind. Yeah, okay, yeah, uh, an action, you target one creature you can see within 120 feet. The target must succeed on an intelligent saving throw or take 1d10 psychic damage. The, ta- the, t- the talent's damage increases by 1d10 when you reach 5 or 11 or 17th level. Okay. So it's like 3d10. Like are you actually going to fire this off? Yeah, so what I'm going to do is um, once, once I notice it, I'm going to like noticeably turn, noticeably, in other words, I'm, Papa Nico is going to see me turn and look at the guy and I'm going to flare one of my nostrils, not my nostrils, I'm going to flare my, my nostrils, nostrils. <laughs> and I'm going to flare both of my nostrils and raise one of my eyebrows and do like a, like a, like a flinch type thing toward the guy to do, to do okay. mind thrust. Uh, total of 14. Uh, set, is 17 is my spell okay. DC. Roll damage. Okay. Whoa, oh, okay. Yes, so this is 10, 15. Actually, hold on a second. Plus, I keep forgetting to add this. It's a psionic. Yeah, so uh, plus four. So 19. 19. Lunk releases his grip on Mariam, throws his hands up to the sides of his head, and he goes, Oh, boss, that hurts. And he rolls up his sleeves and he marches over to the table. Dimitri's going to open the door behind Mariam and gently push her through it from across the room. The door is going to open up behind Miriam, and then she's going to fall backwards through it. She almost collides with somebody coming out. Somebody's carrying trays of food out to the (laughs) table. And so there's this little dance in the Uh doorway as, as Mariam tries to duck under, and she looks back gratefully to you, Dimitri, and disappears to the interior but now you have a server coming out. No, this poor hapless waitress. Oh, my word. The server sets the food down carefully on the table, obviously, and she's looking between Thump and Papa Nico. Papa Nico is seated. His face is white, but he is not removing his gaze from Thump. Bash looks at that Papa Nico and says, you know, I, I'm starting to get irritated. You can be irritated. So when he says, I'm starting to get irritated, the ground seems to tremble a little bit when he says it. He's doing special effects for us. (laughs) You can be as irritated as you want, but I will tell you this. If something happens to me here, I have plenty of leverage. Listen, I'm not here to play your leverage games. I'm here to have a meal and discuss some things. You keep playing these games, and that's not what I'm about. No games. Oh, my word. Okay, um... Wow, it feels like we are rapidly losing control I, I, of the situation. I'm going to look at Dimitri and give him a look of my eyes like, can you go ahead and take over and calm this situation down, please? <laughs> He's like, I, I, thought I, was, I was trying a thing there. It's totally not working out. Um, Demi, I thought you said this guy was serious. I, he seemed to be. Um, I thought he had learned the lesson after what had happened uh, to the Karopoulos family. It seems that he thinks that he um, can throw off the shackles of the shackle biters, but it seems that what he wants to do is to be shackled under them. That is a sad situation. I really hope that Papa Nico wisens up. It would be to his benefit to do so. Thump pushes down on the table even more. There's a creaking sound and even some cracking of wood. And Lunk even now is starting to look a little uncertain about things. Yeah, he doesn't want to have to try and take that guy on. Yeah. Papa Nico says, there are plenty of innocents in this town. Can you tell me about the lighting in the, in the area? There is a candle on each table. Okay. A candle on each table. When he says that, Dimitri really kind of puts his head down and blows a little bit quietly. And the candle on the table in front of Papa Nico goes out. At that second, Bash is going to nonchalantly turn around, like essentially showing his back to Papa Nico. He's going to roll, just stroll over, grab some food, and say th- <laughs> and, and, and speak. This guy's still trying to threaten us with, with, with violence. Like I, like I even care. Okay, one moment. Dimitri, as you puff your breath and the candle goes out, there's a strong fungus smell in the air for just a moment. And you notice that mushrooms sprout around you in a five-foot radius. 
Are those edible? <laughs> oh, my word. Um, Where's our weapons table, by the way? Is it outside or is it in it's this on room? The, it's on the patio. You're outside. It's an outdoor Okay, so it's, it's within reaching distance. It would take about 10 feet of movement. Like okay, movement, perfect. Yeah. There are two of his guys, two of the Nikos are standing there guarding the table. Now, he had me leave before I put anything on the table, correct? Mm-hmm. So your axe forgot, is on the table. Forgot and to pat you down. I, I would think a rogue oh, no, would be able no, to hide. I'm sorry. They made you deposit your weapon. But a rogue too. can hide a, hide like in a nostril like a dagger of some sort, right? <laughs> or like a little like, some, what is that, well, sempaku uh, yes, needle? Yes, the infamous nostril no. dagger. <laughs> Just... It was it was a situation where I reached in and put my 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 two short swords on the table, right? <laughs> they patted you down. No, they, right, they right. Pat, they patted me down. <laughs> okay, pretty thoroughly too. I feel violated, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's touching me. Um, uh, I'm gonna try to intimidate him. Okay. He because he said there are there are lots of innocents in this town. Mm-hmm. Tira puffing out her chest to, you know, to make her shoulders as broad and imposing as possible, maybe tensing her arm muscles and putting her hands out on the table, too. It just collapses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my bad. You speak of the innocence in this town. In case you've forgotten, the Shacklebreakers chased out the previous family in this town. These innocents are under our protection now, and we can send you packing just as easily. Dimitri learned Hang a on, lot. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta roll my intimidation. Roll, roll intimidation. <sighs> Stupid. Fifteen. He's not unconcerned, but he is not frightened by what you say. Dimitri learned a long time ago that he can not only cast his voice, but he can help other people's voices uh-huh. seem a little bit louder and deeper than they normally would. Hey, does that mean she gets to With roll? advantage? Yes, baby! So are you enhancing her voice yes. during this? Yes. All right, one moment. Okay, so do I just roll again? Roll one more. Roll one more, okay. See if you do any better. <gasps> yes, yeah, I do. Uh, 21. 22, actually. He is definitely affected by your words, and he quails visibly. I mean, you see his mm-hmm. Adam's apple gulping Ichabod mm-hmm. Crane style. Uh-huh. <laughs> so noticing the effect on him, um, I mean, I don't really have any other effects I can personally create, but she is just really going to lean into that stare and maybe like sneer a little bit. And, and she doesn't have pointy teeth or anything, but to show some teeth and just really just enhance the, the effect. Real big stare. Uh-huh. At this point, Thump releases the table, drags a chair, and sits down. Nice! And Bash is like, so, are we doing this or not? (laughs) And that's where we'll end it. Woo! (laughs) Okay, fun. Uh, Interesting. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't sure how any of this was going to go. Thank you for the setup and for everything. Uh, that was that was gonna go one of a couple of terrible ways. (laughs) (laughs) It's still good. Uh, It's true, but... Interesting. I'm still not entirely sure where this is all going. (laughs) But, you know, that's the fun of this game. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Let's take three experience points each for role-playing and the encounter. And let's hear it for the Norse battle. Okay. Bash stepping up and taking the taking the front because he's always like, because every single time recently he's like, you're the leader of this group. You do something. Michael needs uh, go, go some points. Go take half a point for that one. Yeah. <laughs> for uh, oh, for taking, taking the <laughs> taking the uh, the the front or taking the reins on that yeah. one. Assertive bash. I like it. Yeah. Two. Okay. Using the using the food to oh. play into that was really funny yeah. because it's yeah. bash on both ends. But <laughs> yeah. him stepping outside of himself, but using the food as a prop. Look, I'm mm-hmm. here for the food. Right. The f- you can imagine the food was kind of a prop to keep his hands from shaking. Yeah, still, <laughs> I still, grasped it, it this worked. Food yeah, and... I'm gonna cram it in my yeah. mouth. <laughs> I can't eat delicately. I'd drop anything off a spoon, but I'm gonna eat it with my hand. The banana just shoots out of the peel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any other nominations? Um, and Dimitri continues to amaze with his. Uh, I love the effect with like the candles, yes. like the thumps, the en- the enhanced entrance for thump. You never and told me you had all these abilities. I mean, the, the ground, like all, for like all the special effects mm-hmm. that he kind of added whenever we'd say something impressive, and he'd be like, mm, "I'm just gonna enhance the situation a little bit here." Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and take two for that, Dimitri. 
And I'm going to give Thump a couple points, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thump coming yes. into Thump his too. own, man. Yeah. He's just tired of skulking. Yes. yes. He's tired of being considered a slave. He's tired of... Hiding in the apartment. Yeah. It's Thump's time to shine. I think it's funny, the quick development of Papa Nico's sort of attitude over time. He has gone from a guy who is... A cipher. Fun- functionally nobody. Yeah. To... Now he thinks that he's the biggest guy, and that's all the way these things work. You know, and the he's... only thing that he wants to do is just be a jerk to everybody because he thinks that's what power looks like. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's been the precedent so far, and that's what he understands. So that's what I've been trying to play. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take yeah. away three points from Papa. <laughs> Papa Nico, you're dumb. <laughs> he, and just makes everything worse. He does. I, I, I well, just real quick, I I think that Tira is continuing to play into being offended on behalf. Of thump is is not only funny, but it also makes it so that it's useful for the way this is going. Mm-hmm. If Tira is not mad about the thump situation, this goes differently. But but Tira and Bash both just being mad about thump, I think rolls right into this. Yeah, throw two on there, and it makes it so that when thump bows up, as it were. It's not just him out there by himself. Mm-hmm. It's Thump feels like he's got the strength enough. Family. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. He feels like he's strong enough with the people who are with him to kind of to flex like that. And nice. I, it worked out well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm liking where this is all going. We'll play through the encounter next time and see what happens. Let's get a recap. Tira is 21 points into level 14. Wumberbash is 29 points into level 14. Dimitri is 47 points into 12, nice. if, we, if we understand that correctly. Yes. yes. And Thump is 48 into 15. Mm. Yeah, coming along. And we will see what happens at the table next time, right here at Stack of Dice. <laughs> fun, 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 fun. Man, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> he was just unhelpful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've invested in better dice since then. But, uh, and then... Oh, the- yeah. Where's his... Your, take your couch off and get out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that mine? I think Uh-oh, so. Oh, it is. Yeah. Weird. It was on the floor or something last time. It's been here since the first time you came to record. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Glad we saw it and didn't step on it. Uh, yeah, but that would yeah, be painful. Yeah, that's death right no there. Because no that, that's likes, a metal one, yeah, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah metal yeah. and yeah. sharp corners. Yeah, I feel the edges on them. No, it's... Yeah, it. this is a, a Sharpie. doesn't know who you are the only thing they know for sure is that people speak about you in the same breath as they do a summaries yeah you got it is that his name yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you got it right got it studying ahead of time yeah whatever it is <laughs> <laughs>